the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. T'was the night before the midterms, and all through the land, conservatives were praying the demise of Biden is at hand. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. This is no fairy tale. This is reality. We are now one day, one day, ladies and gentlemen, away from retaking the House and the Senate, one day from stopping Joe Biden and the Democrats. We are so glad to have you with us today. We have a lot going on. Uh, We're going to be opening up the phone lines. We'll be taking your calls. We have some wonderful guests coming up, including... Uh, all of you folks uh, there in Nevada, Adam Laxalt's going to join us. Also, Pat Harrigan is going to be here. He is the Republican candidate in the 14th Congressional District in North Carolina. Somebody tried to shoot his kids. They fired a gun into the a bullet into the home uh, last week. We're going to be talking with Pat Harrigan. Uh, Trish Regan is going to be here as well. Also, and it just keeps getting better and better, uh, Congressman David Kostoff is dropping by, and also our good friend Robert Cahaley from the Trafalgar Group. Uh, he has some last-minute polling data to share with you as well. Uh, folks, a very simple question. How do you feel? How do you feel about tomorrow? Do you feel good? Are you a little nervous? Are you feeling dejected? You give us a call. We're gonna work, we're gonna walk your way through this. We're gonna work through it together. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, the question we're asking on our social media platforms has to do with a little dust up over the weekend. And it's it's gotten a lot of people a bit out of shape. Uh, people are very upset with President Trump. Uh, the president out on the campaign trail yesterday, and he made a um, he made a, a quick little comment about Governor Ron DeSantis. Cut five. Trump at seventy one, Ron DeSanctimonious at ten percent, Mike Pence at seven. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. All right, um, so there you have it. Uh, Trump now giving Ron DeSantis an, a, a nickname, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. <laughs> you know what that is from, by the way? Uh, a couple of days ago, they took this, um, they did an ad, a campaign ad for Ron DeSantis, and it was it was a Paul Harvey, it was a spoof off of a Paul Harvey poignant uh, radio commentary where Paul Harvey talked about God making a farmer. 
and 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 instead they basically elevated Ron DeSantis to deity level. So the and and that's where Trump got the the disantimonious quip. Anyway, uh, people were really very upset about this, and they're saying it, it was way out of line. And that yeah, great if Trump and DeSantis are going to be going at it, that's well and good. But they need to be doing it after the election, not before the election. We don't need any distractions moving into the midterm elections. Ben Shapiro from the Daily Wire was especially aggravated, and he blasted President Trump, said he is undisciplined, and this was incredibly unhelpful. Now, yesterday, President Trump was in Miami holding a big rally for Marco Rubio, and let's back up a little bit. There had been a bit of curiosity around this rally and why Ron DeSantis was not invited to participate. And there have been a bit of controversy over that. Regardless, uh, Trump yesterday seemed to uh, maybe backtrack, I guess, uh, cut number four. Just two days from now, the people of Florida are going to reelect the wonderful, the great friend of mine, Marco Rubio, to the United States Senate. And you're going to reelect Ron DeSantis as your governor of your state. And you're going to elect an incredible slate of true MAGA warriors to Congress, many of whom are here right now. I think all here. All right. So at least he told people to vote for Ron DeSantis. But but here's what gets me. And this is what this is what is is a smidge aggravating here, people. So um, up until yesterday, when Trump labeled him Ron DeSantis, the America First, the America First crowd was was singing Ron DeSantis's praises. They were saying, "Oh, this is a great man. He stood up to Dr. Fauci. He reopened our businesses. He uh, declared war on these radical school boards. He stood up for moms and dads. He." He stood up against the woke businesses like Disney World. He even went so far as to declare war on the gender mutilation surgeries for juveniles. Ron DeSantis is a younger version of Donald Trump. That, that, that's what they were saying. But now, and it's just amazing to see how all of this, how all of this changes so quickly. On a dime, now those very same people are saying that Ron DeSantis is really a closet establishment Republican because he's got the support and the backing of people like Jeb Bush. Now, folks, you can't have it both ways here. Here's my take on it. I think Trump made a mistake. And Trump, yes, President Trump can make a mistake. I, I and, and I think that at this moment, here's what needs to happen. I get it. They may hate each other. I don't know. Trump says they're good friends. I don't know. I do not know. But one thing is clear. We got to knock off the nonsense. There's This is dividing the party, and we cannot have the party divided. Now, I will say this. There is a Republican civil war coming, and it will be ugly, and we're going to get into all of that probably starting later this week. But right now, right now, folks, we got to focus. You got Republicans on the ballot. You got to get out there, and you got to do what you got to do. But I don't see where this was helpful to the cause. I mean, seriously, you have America first people out there, Trump supporters now basically saying 
that they're better off with Charlie Crist, the Democrat, as their governor instead of Ron DeSantis, simply because Trump gave the guy a nickname. You have a problem with what Trump did, or do you think that was fair game? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to go to the phones. Let's uh, head to Maryland. Victor on the line. And, Victor, I understand you're a little nervous. What are you nervous about, Victor? I'm nervous about Maryland. We have a really good candidate running for governor, um, Dan Cox. And then on the other side, you have Westmore, who's a radical. Um, he is an O'Malley 2.0. And I just want to warn the people of Maryland, you vote for Westmore, you could have lockdowns, you'll be forced to take the jab, uh, transgender will go wild, reparations, he's really big on that one. So we have a chance here if people just wake up especially in the Baltimore area, where uh, Biden's going to be later today, and vote for Dan Cox and the rest of the Republicans, because if Maryland continues on its blue way, people are going to leave here. Now, Wes Moore is is poised to become, I believe, uh, he would be one of uh, the first, if not the first, African-American uh, in history to win the the governorship. Uh, they're right now there, I believe, Deval Patrick in Massachusetts and Douglas Wilder in Virginia were the other two. Um, and uh, your guy, Dan Cox, who's been on this program, uh, a great guy, a good man, uh, but he is facing an uphill climb there in, in Maryland. And, and, it's, bad, and yeah. it's bad enough that um, we have a Republican governor now, Larry Hogan, and he's known as Lockdown Larry because he shut the state down um, during COVID, and um, he called him a wacko. Yeah, and, and again, this is about this is the coming civil war that I'm talking about here, uh, Victor. Larry Hogan has been doing his best to try and sabotage Dan Cox's campaign, and it's really disgusting. And quite frankly, people like that ought to be booted out of the party. If you're not going to get behind your candidates, and it's one thing to say, you know what, Uh, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I would respect that. But then to go out and openly campaign against somebody, the guy's basically pulling a Liz Cheney, I got a problem with that. I do too, and that's what makes me nervous. Well, and you're right to be nervous. And again, Victor, this is why every Republican has to get out. you got to go vote on on Election Day. Victor, appreciate the call. Let's go to North Carolina. Stephen, Stephen, what say you? What you just said about, uh, you know, Trump uh, and the rally and the words he said about Ron, um, you know, as a, uh, a truly uh, – I hope to be a, a, a really good Republican, uh, and I, I want to say myself as a conservative. We do know that Donald Trump showed us how to have a backbone uh, and stand up to media uh, and stand up to the political puns alike. But uh, unless there's something going on uh, in the background between him and Ron, I, I don't get it. I, I don't. I understand it's his nature to uh, associate some little um, a title to a person, and that's his way of belittling. But I don't see it here. I don't see why the infighting has to happen uh, and and cause such a rift uh, in the party uh, and possible or future presidential candidate. Uh, I, I don't get it. it. I don't get it. 
It, it doesn't make any sense, and it was really the, there's nothing to gain from doing that right now, and that's nothing. that's what I don't understand. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all, and you know, it almost it, there's a, a bit a lot of words that's been associated uh, to Donald Trump, and he probably is listening. I don't know. Uh, but a narcissist has been one that I have heard through the years. Uh, and again, unless there's something going on in the background, uh, between them two that has not been disclosed, uh, him doing something like this and just trying to put himself in the, in the forefront, um, it, it almost looks like possibly the title might fit. I, I might be out of line there, but. I, I, I like me some Trump, no doubt. And I have got Trump apparel. I, I've got the hat. Uh, but also, too, with Ron, uh, possibly our future um, Republican uh, presidential candidate, I don't see how burning this bridge helps. Yeah, I don't I don't either, Stephen. Uh, it, this is a head-scratcher, and I hope it was one and done but honestly what the president should have come out and done at that rally he should have said ron look made a mistake made a faux pas i know that's not his style because trump told us early on he never makes any mistakes uh but he should have said ron why don't you come on down to miami let's get on stage together and side by side and that would have ended it and you know what i think people would have celebrated yes 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 show Shows, uh, you know, that the two are united uh, at, the, at the very least in this cause. <clears throat> Whatever riff happens can, can can happen, maybe say, I don't know, maybe down the line sometime. And I don't even know when that time could come. But, yes, you're exactly right. Uh, and, by the way, I'm going to leave a parting shot here. I still am a Krispy Kreme fan and not a Dunkin' Donuts fan. <laughs> well, hey, no argument here. I'm a Krispy Kreme guy <laughs> through and through. All right, Stephen, God bless. And i got to watch those Krispy Kremes. They'll sneak up on you. Uh, 844-747-8868. Are you concerned about races? Are you feeling good? We want to know the feeling, the atmosphere in your communities all over over America. And you can also weigh in on this uh, battle between Trump and DeSantis. Uh, is this fair game or did the president take a cheap shot? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. There's no question, folks. America is hurting. Crime and inflation are out of control. It can be so discouraging, but there is hope. If you're a senior, you remember better than anyone how strong America can be when we work together. And that's why I urge you to join forces with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC exists to enrich the lives of seniors and uphold freedom for all Americans by fighting for conservative causes. Membership comes with discounts on hotels, restaurants, cell phone service, and much more. And my friends at AMAC offer advisory services on things like Medicare, financial planning, and Social Security. Becoming a member of AMAC is easy, and it only costs $16 a year. Go to amac.us slash darns to sign up today. I'm a proud member of AMAC, and you should be too. Go to amac.us slash darns now. Join millions of other AMAC members receiving unparalleled benefits while we work together to get America back on track. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash darns. That's amac.us slash darns. All right, folks. No, I'm excited about this, folks. I, I, I believe we're we're going to have a good day tomorrow, 
and I don't want to get you know I don't want to get everybody excited you know just yet. But but I'm feeling very good. I've been looking at all the polling data over the weekend, um, talking to a lot of candidates out on the road, and things are just looking good for Republicans. Uh, the Democrats are campaigning on. Um, abortion, so they want you to be able to kill your baby up till the day it's born. They are campaigning on on wind and and solar power. They want to they want to stop all drilling. They want to shut down every coal mine. They're campaigning on this notion that you should your child should be able to mutilate themselves and you have no say one way or the other. And meanwhile, the American people are saying, "Hey, look, we're having to survive on ramen noodles and beanie weenies." Are you kidding me? These are the issues that are important to us. The economy, securing our border, those are issues that matter. Making sure that our kids are getting an education and they're not being indoctrinated. Those are the issues that are impacting people, and those are the issues that I believe are going to propel the the Republicans to a huge win on Election Day. And uh, we're going to be I'm going to be sharing some some intel with you. This is looking like the 1928 presidential and um, and congressional election cycle, and we'll we'll get into more of that in just a little while. But I want to go to the phones here eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Now our friend Patty was at the rally from North Carolina, but she went to the rally. Patty promised she was going to call us back. Patty, good to have you with us. Hey Todd, how are you? Patty, I'm doing what? well. I know, and I think we're going to do very good. And you know what? I, I just want, I told Grace, I wish everybody would calm down about the, the comment he made about DeSantis. Hey, you know, if nobody knows Donald Trump by now, you know how he is, Todd. I mean, you know what? I'm sure, I bet you they're best friends. And they just, they're not fighting right now. You don't think so? No, I th- yeah, I know, no, no. You know what this country would have? But you think they're going to have a meltdown tomorrow? Could you imagine if Trump and DeSantis ran on the same ticket in twenty twenty four? Well, that would, would cause a meltdown. Front- Trump and DeSantis on this on running as I'm just saying as you know, uh, president and vice president. I'm just saying. Could you imagine this country would be? jump it off of bridges <laughs> these two ran together because that is like tnt right there they're both donald trump you got to take him with a, you know how he is that's why a lot of people oh my god he said this he said that but you know what i would rather have donald trump tell me to my face that he don't like me than brandon stabbing me in the back Patty, we're going to leave it there. We're coming up on the break, but real quick before we let you go, you were you were at the rally. What was that like? How is the energy level? Very good, um, very good for Oz. Not too much for um, Doug Mastriano. Yeah, nah, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. But but he's having to fight his own party. So if he wins, it's going to be a miracle. Yeah, he's not going. I don't think so. But um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Tomorrow, a lot of people that are going to are going to win. Guess who's backing them? They're all Trump endorsed. It's true, no doubt about it. Patty, going to leave it there. 
It's going to be a fun day. Thanks for listening. Uh, Robin and Jerry, hang tight. We're getting to you in Indiana and Iowa. We've got lines open, 844-747-8868. When we come back, uh, we're going to run down some attacks. It was a pretty violent weekend across the nation as these leftists are literally attacking conservatives. And we're going to give you a blow-by-blow report. Also, some weird developments in the Paul Pelosi investigation. We're going to get into that, plus your calls, 844-747-8868. We are on the eve of a massive historic election. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. Or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Before we get to the phone lines here, I wanted to, to, to give you some perspective on what we're dealing with here. This could very well be one of these historic elections for Republicans. You know, it's interesting, aside from the, really the, 20th, the, the, the latter part of the 20th century into the 21st century, the Republicans have not had that much luck maintaining control of Congress. As a matter of fact, uh, it was Democrats controlled the House of Representatives for more than 40 years until Newt Gingrich and the uh, and the and the, and the Great Revolution, that Reagan Revolution, uh, as he called it back in 1994, when Newt Gingrich uh, was um, led the charge and became the Speaker of the House, uh, beginning in 1995. But you have to go all the way back to 1928. And that was a very interesting presidential cycle. You had Herbert Hoover winning by a landslide, 444 electoral college votes. Then you saw the Republicans sweep the House of Representatives and the Senate. Now, get this. The Republicans the Republicans added 32 seats to their majority. They already had the majority. They added 32 seats to the majority. 270 Republicans in the House. On the Senate side, they added six additional seats for a majority of 53. So 1928, that is sort of the benchmark we're looking at here for tomorrow. If the, if the Republicans are able to, to carry on, we could see victory levels matching or exceeding the 1928 numbers. Now, look, there are a couple of caveats in there. 
and uh, we'll go through those throughout the day. Uh, but I think that we're looking at a pretty good day for Republicans. The caveats being two. It's, we know there are going to be voter shenanigans, and several of those have already been caught. Uh, there have been efforts to um, to rig voting machines. Those One of those people has already been arrested, uh, so that, that got resolved. So we're going to have to be diligent, which means that all of you folks out there, when you go and vote, you got to get out there, you got to volunteer, you got to go the extra mile. You can't just go and vote, but you've got to volunteer to watch the ballots being counted. So we're going to have to pay close attention to that. And the other thing here, it's the establishment Republicans. And you've got the Larry Hogan's. You've got the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kinzinger's. Are they going to have a, a massive impact? Probably not. But in some of those close races, they could. And this is why, again, if, if you're pro-Trump or pro-DeSantis, I don't care. Just be pro-everybody and get us across that finish line, and then you can fight like cats and dogs. But right now, we got a country to save people. And that's bigger than personalities. That's bigger than ego right now. All right, let's get to the phones here. 844-747-8868. I want to go into Jerry in Iowa. Jerry, what's on your mind? Hey, hey Brother Todd. Um, I, I just want to say how blessed, how blessed are we to have both uh, Trump and DeSantis. This this is a very good problem. Um, I was originally a Ted Cruz guy and, and helped him win in Iowa. wasn't happy. wasn't didn't totally trust Trump, uh, but I voted for Daryl Castle. Okay, I wrote him in. But after four years of Trump, he totally won me over, and I did really enthusiastically vote for him last time. So because of age, uh, well, I just want to say America could really have a very bright, non-rhino presidential future. Let's do four years of Trump. He'll go ahead and meet, grind up everything, all the things that Democrats have done for two for four years. So, I mean, he is the guy to do it. And then we've got this bright future of uh, eight years of DeSantis, uh, maybe Ted Cruz, Christy Nome. There's some really great younger candidates, but let's go ahead and um, have the Donald to do his thing again. So it's it's really not a bad problem. It's not either or. I think we should finish out Trump. He's getting older, but he, he can still do the deeds, you know, and then we'll just move on to uh, DeSantis, Cruz, Christy Nome. I think it could be a bright future as long as, the, as, long as we don't get any rhinos. And that's the key. And Jerry, I, I again, I think we're watching the face of the party change before our very eyes. This this is not the party of of even Ronald Reagan. Uh, I think that you know when Ronald Reagan came to power, he was fighting his own party just like Donald Trump did, and the establishment types ended up winning the day by uh, putting George W. Bush or George H. W. Bush in the vice president's office, and uh, then that led to disaster uh, after he uh, said, "Read my lips, no new taxes," and then shoved a bunch of taxes down our throat. So, so it's that it's that battle that we've been waging. And I think after this election cycle, if things go well, we're going to see a lot of those a, a lot of those Trump conservatives uh, in places of power within the party. So, Jerry, appreciate the call. 
Thank you for listening. Great observations. Let's go to Joe in Atlanta, Georgia. Joe, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. So two big days this week, of course, tomorrow. But let's link that with Friday, Veterans Day. And if we think about our veterans, those are still who are still with us and those who are not from the very beginning of this country. And then we think of our children and our grandchildren, not ourselves, then and we grab whoever we can grab and take them to the polls, even if we've already voted, that's what we need to do. And if you'll indulge me, I have a few extra words. It's in the form it's in verse. I was there at Concord, Mass. When the Brits arrived, we kicked their... I am a soldier, that's who I am, from Valley Forge to Vietnam. Like Davy Crockett in days of old, who served with honor at the Alamo. Some survived and some do not, but their names and deeds never be forgot. I am a soldier, that's who I am, from Iwo Jima to Desert Storm. We're not all heroes, but some are. Why no front page news? Of these warriors, from Bunker Hill to Iraq, I'll keep you safe. I've got your back. To those who got, who, who, for those who cut my country down, then grind her flag into the ground. Where else could you go and do the same and not be jailed or called insane? You side with those who first betray, then pervert your own naivete. Marx and Lenin must be smiling to see their creed. Now so beguiling, misguided souls, why can't you see? We the people just want to be free. I'm not so deaf that I don't hear of corruption, greed, and profiteers, but I'll not allow negativity to obscure the mission or distract me. All right. For the greater... All right, Joe, yeah, we're we're up against a hard break here, Joe, but we we appreciate you uh, sending that uh, note, and uh, we appreciate the uh, the pros there. Uh, but we do have to take a break here. Uh, we will get right back to the phones eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That's our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Now, of course, the big election this week. Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax tonight, and he's talking about the real issues. The big media will not talk about. Rob shows how inflation is killing us. He takes a look at the border, soaring crime, the woke agenda, and he's also talking to the candidates in the big races. He's also going down and running down the latest polling information with Dick Morris as well. Folks, I watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax and you should too. Millions now tuning in, making the switch. You're going to be able to get the latest polling data and election results directly on your cell phone from Newsmax. All you need to do, write this down, text the word RALLY, R-A-L-L-Y, RALLY to 39747. That's RALLY to 39747. You're also going to be able to get the latest information about the president's big announcement coming up. Text RALLY to 39747. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. 
Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Todd, I didn't realize that Mother Nature was a Tennessee fan. Otherwise, my Georgia Bulldogs would have hung another two or three touchdowns on the Volunteers if it hadn't started raining. Maybe good luck next year. <sighs> you know, I, I've been good-natured about this, um, but it was pretty devastating for the Tennessee Volunteers. Grace Baker, I know you were watching that game. Uh, did you make it to a pub in town? I, you were trying to find a place to watch the game. I ended up at a friend's house, and we watched, so we had multiple TVs set up. It was not a good day for college football besides Bama losing because Tigers lost again, Tennessee lost uh, the Memphis Tigers. The Memphis Tigers. Yeah, Memphis sorry. Tigers. Auburn Tigers lost too. Yeah, LSU but, won though. Wow. Yeah, that was great. That was the one good thing that happened. That was pretty spectacular. I actually didn't get to watch that game. I was at something else, but I saw that. I saw the winning play in the game in overtime. It was pretty awesome. They cleaned our clocks. That's all there is to yeah, it. I mean, it, it was. A good look, one. I mean, uh, I will say this. Um, I felt like that college football elevated us a little too quickly to that number one spot. I'm, I'm just saying. I think y'all still make the playoffs, though, with Bama I think, losing. I think we make the playoffs. Yeah. I think we're going to be doing well. That's all you need. And that's all you need. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Frank in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. All right, Frank, go ahead. All right, my good friend. Uh, I just want to send my condolences. And Tennessee is still a very good team. They just weren't ready for the dogs. Is what was happening. All the news here was all about Tennessee and how well they score and they're the top in the country and all that. But they didn't mention the dogs, and that really fired them up. And then we can see the results. You see, but, Frank, that's what I was concerned about. When, when Georgia got snubbed by the college playoffs for that number one spot, I thought, good Lord, that's all the, you know, I'm sure that's all the locker room talk the coaches needed. I think it was too. But Tennessee is still a good team and they still have a chance in the hunt. But if they have to play the dogs again, I'll, I'll send my condolences in early, okay? Frank, God bless you, Frank. Thanks for being gentle. You know, I have to do my morning hit tomorrow with WDUN in Gainesville, and I'm bracing for it. I'm it's it's going to be tough. I know Bill May. I know Bill Main's going to rub it in. Also, um, our good buddy Paul Shanklin says uh, Tennessee deserves it for tearing down their lucky goalpost and throwing it away. <laughs> well, that, I mean, it could be. I mean, that that could be a possibility. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I, I've got I've to play some audio here 
from Fox News. I was stunned, stunned that Fox News allowed Tucker and Jason Whitlock to get away with this. But they're weighing in on the Pelosi controversy. Take a listen. Stand up and defend. I'm outraged for Nancy Pelosi. This woman has taken the hard-earned money she's made from insider trading and invested in a (laughs) pair of cans at 82 years old and comes home to find out that her husband's playing hide the hammer with a Black Lives Matter guy? You talk about disrupting the nuclear family. The Black Lives Matter crew must be ecstatic because this guy's doing it and so is Paul Pelosi. I'm upset for Nancy. She spent her hard-earned money on a pair of cans and he's not interested. Well, I, you know, I've got, I, of course we can't confirm or deny your suggestion, but I must say I did notice that the second people started speculating about what might have really happened, which we are not doing and haven't done, but some have, because in the absence of the body cam video, why wouldn't they? I saw all these liberals on Twitter saying it's disgusting that you would suggest there was anything alternative going on. I thought they were defenders of the alternative. When did that become immoral in the eyes of the Democratic Tucker. Party? Tucker, I don't want to put you in a tough spot, but I don't want but I, I gotta correct you again. Are you suggesting that my information that she spent her money on a pair of cans, are you saying that's bad information? I've seen a lot of evidence. I feel real comfortable. She's trying to entice her husband, but he's interested in playing hide the hammer on a Friday night with some weirdo. I I, I think there's an issue. This is what needs to be investigated. This is the whole end game for Black Lives Matter disrupting the nuclear family start with the speaker of the house <laughs> i am thoroughly surprised that fox did not bleep any of that out i but i mean you got jason wetlock on there uh making some interesting accusations by the way grace baker just so you know when he was talking about spending money on the cans uh, he wasn't talking about chef boyardee I don't know what he's talking about. He was about. talking about some um, some lady enhancement uh, surgery. Oh, that. Yeah. Yes. So, I get it now. And he said Pelosi wasn't interested. Mr. Pelosi oh. wasn't interested. That's the whole point of that is he, oh. felt, he felt bad for Nancy Pelosi. So, look, all kidding aside here, there's some weird stuff going down with this investigation. And uh, Grace is now... Um, yeah, she's in the fetal position. It's it's a little disturbing. It's a little much also, to take Also, I'm in. still trying to figure out what a beanie weenie is. You referenced that earlier. I still don't know what that beanie is. Beanie weenie. you got to look them up. Google it. Okay. It's okay. It's safe. Uh, so anyway, um, back to Pelosi. So there's some weird stuff going down, and all of these accusations. Of course, Friday, the NBC News uh, reporters came out with another story saying that Paul Pelosi is the guy who actually opened the door for police, told the police nothing going on here, and uh, they, everybody was kind of palling around, and, and then got whacked on the head with the hammer. And no sooner had that report come out that NBC News retracted that story. So look, here's the deal. This is what needs to happen. Just release the body cam footage from the police officers and release the 911 call. And that pretty much resolves all of the, the questions. And honestly, the only reason people are asking questions is because the stories keep changing. So anyway, the new information we have from the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, they are not going to release the body cam footage and they are not going to release the 911 calls. And now Nancy Pelosi is saying... She's asking for privacy. And have you noticed something very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, about this story? It has vanished 
from the mainstream media. It's as if it never happened. I mean, they were convinced that a pro-BLM nudist MAGA America First supporter was responsible for this. And now all of a sudden, it has completely disappeared from the news cycle. But there is another component of this story. So this guy, David DePappy, is a is an illegal alien. He's from Canada, but he's living here illegally. And so ICE wants to interview this guy. But get this, San Francisco PD, they're not allowing ICE to interview the suspect here. It's all very strange. They have plenty of opportunities to clear all of this up, to put all of these horrible rumors to rest. They've got that opportunity, but they're not taking advantage of that by releasing the 911 call or the body cam footage. And folks, any other high-profile attack like this, that's the first thing they do. Before you can before you can say lickety-split, they're releasing all of the footage from the incident. And by the way, U.S. Capitol Police, they said the House is under 24-hour surveillance, except during the attack. So question here, are you buying what the media is trying to sell us on this attack, this alleged attack on Paul Pelosi, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be taking your calls on that. Also, coming up, Adam Laxalt from Nevada running for the U.S. Senate, Pat Harrigan running for Congress in North Carolina, and a little bit later, David Kostoff running for Congress in the great volunteer state. Stick around, everybody. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. So happy to have you with us on this election eve one day away from retaking the United States of America, stopping 
this radical Democrat agenda. And folks, I am feeling good. You need to be feeling good as well, but we got a lot of work to do. What do we need to be doing? We got to get out the vote. That's what we have to do. We have a lot of great guests coming up. Uh, we have Congressman David Kostoff on the way. Trish Regan will uh, join us. Also, Pat Harrigan running for Congress out in North Carolina. He's the guy who was the, um, his family was nearly shot in their home. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, there is breaking news out of the state of Nevada where Adam Laxalt is tearing it up and uh, doing a, an amazing job out there on the campaign trail. Uh, so much so that just about every Democrat known to mankind is in Nevada right now trying to woo Democrats. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We are very honored to have with us Adam Laxalt. Adam, hope you're doing good today. Oh, we're doing great. We're really looking forward to tomorrow. And like you already told your listeners, we need Nevadans just to get out and vote on Election Day. And uh, we're going to have a big red wave in our in our fair state. I mean, this is how crazy it is. You've got Bill Clinton stumping for your opponent out there in Nevada. Uh, that tells me the Democrats are in trouble. They're hurting. And Adam, I want to know from you, what is the message you're bringing to voters? Well, I, I can't let that go. Who who knew that Bill Clinton was there in 2022? Anybody have him on their dance card? <laughs> um, and they had Barack Obama come before that, along with John Legend, uh, a notorious defund the policer. And so it's, it's an interesting twist. Uh, but, but as I kept uh, saying to all the crowds over the last many days, the only president on the planet that is not coming to Nevada is our current president, Joe Biden, who Senator Massa wants nothing to do with. She's been trying to hide him in the basement for six months. And uh, as soon as the voters started understanding that her, her, all of her ads for the spring and summer were totally false and she's not independent. In fact, she's voted with Joe Biden almost 100% of the time. Uh, it was game over. That's when you started seeing this thing stretch out and have us consistently in the lead in the polls. And so, uh, but they're desperate. I mean, think of this. They have Bill Clinton, and it's at a union, so there's some sort of built-in crowd. Uh, 100 people showed up. And I pull into Reno at my, my campaign headquarters at the end of our bus tour. We had three to 400 people. No, you know, no former president, no national, major national surrogates. Uh, tells you the major enthusiasm gap going on in our race with, with between myself and Catherine Cortez Massa. Adam, I think you nailed it right there. This this is not about Bill Clinton or Barack Hussein Obama or John Legend uh, or even little Jimmy Kimmel, and we'll get to him in a second. This is about this is about Nevada, and this is about the issues that are impacting Nevada voters. And I think you've really done a really solid job of communicating that message in a very effective way. We hear from it all the time. We have uh, a number of stations around the state that carry this show, and they really are drawn to your message. You know what's crazy? So the most expensive Senate race before this one was about sixty plus million dollars. We're at $200 million. They spent $120 million propping her up and attacking me. And, you know, everybody knows, of course, they're doing the, the, the lies about abortion. And then they're doing some form of, you know, too extreme for Nevada. But, the, but here's what the voters actually see. Wait a minute. 
You know, the Laxalt guy is the guy that served in the Navy and served in Iraq, was a highly respected, fully supported, former top cop of the state of Nevada, father of four young children. And you know what's happened in the last three weeks is that I actually have more, I have a higher favorability rating than anyone running on the ballot. Um, and that's, you know, our record, our name, what I've done. But I think people looked at it and said, this is total BS. And normally attack ads work. That's why people use them, even though we all hate them. But I really think the attack ads backfired in this race because they were so shallow. They were so false. And people said, you know, we need a change. Uh, and as long as people understood that, that Catherine Cortez Masto has been a Biden rubber stamp, it, it, it was game over. And uh, we feel really good about tomorrow night. And and I think that, you know again the attack ads and I think you're onto something here, Adam. You had Jimmy Kimmel uh, cutting that that really despicable ad. I mean, this is pretty sleazy stuff. Saying that unbalanced people talking about you don't belong in, in the Senate. I think that completely backfired on the Democrats. Yeah, it's just such a low blow. You know, uh, I was shocked because you know the media is terrible and and they've been terrible to me uh, as you can expect. But when they retreaded out this, you know, small percentage of Democrats in my family, shockingly supported Democrat. Uh, most of them added in there that all of the side of my family all immediately said this is BS. And in their initial op-ed, they said, we're not close to him. We don't know him. And so, you know, Barack Obama and Kimmel, they trot out this, those that are closest to him, and it's just totally false. Right there in, you know, right there in their actual text, they say that they're not close to me. So uh, no surprise. Uh, they're trying to throw everything on the wall. They've cycled through every possible negative attack, at, including my favorite, which is me at a gas station, and somehow me, the private citizen, being responsible for high gas prices in the state of Nevada. Um, that one just got belly laughs, I think, all across the state. Uh, but it really showed she was the most fact-checked Senate campaign in America this year. You wouldn't know that. No, your, your listeners are hearing that for the very first time now because Nevada media wouldn't cover it. But she was fact-checked nine times. Washington Post fact-checked her many times. Politico. I mean, these are Democrat media organizations, and she got fact-checked left and right. She handed over the keys to her campaign and said, do whatever it takes to win. I don't care. There's there's no line you can't cross. And it's pathetic and despicable. Uh, and fortunately, the voters saw through it, and we feel like we're going to have a big, big, big win here on November 8th. Adam, um, look, we're, we wish you the very best of luck out there. And I think one of the thing that, things that really bothered me about these ad hominem attacks you're you're a member of the of the United States military. You're a veteran. You served our great nation, and that should be respected. and And we wish you the very best of luck. I think it's going to be a good day for you. And uh, we look forward to calling you Senator Laxalt to buy tomorrow evening. Everybody's got to get out and vote, though. Take nothing for granted. As long as we show up on election day, we're going to win this race and start the. Start saving Nevada and start saving our great country. All right. Adam Laxalt, everybody, running for the U.S. Senate in Nevada. Adam, thank you. Good luck out there on the campaign trail. You heard him. Get out and vote.
We're going to be taking your calls, 844-747-8868. How do you feel about the elections? Are you feeling good for the Republicans? Do you have some concerns, some worries? Give us a call. We're going to work through it together here, folks. Uh, this is an exciting, an exciting time in American history when the American people are rising up and they're saying, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to go down the path of socialism. That's not who we are. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, good to have you back with us, ladies and gentlemen. And I promise you an action-packed show today. Uh, look, want to bring you up to speed on a couple of big stories that broke over the weekend. We had Carrie Lake on the show last week. Uh, over the weekend, someone delivered a, a couple of packages filled with some sort of a white substance. We don't know what it is. The FBI now involved. Uh, the person, the campaign staffer who opened those packages is uh, being treated at the hospital. We think they're going to be fine. But it turns out that our campaign office headquarters could be shut down through the election because the FBI, they don't know what was in that, uh, what were, what was in that, that package or those packages. Yesterday in New York City, there was a huge sidewalk rally for Governor Kathy Hochul in a predominantly gay area of New York City, right outside of the Stonewall Inn. And there was um, a person of color who happened to be a conservative. She was holding a Lee Zeldin sign. Uh, we have the video on our website of this woman being brutally attacked. A large, fat, white guy literally goes up and is choking the woman. You can see it for yourself. Had the roles been reversed here, this would be a national news story. But nobody seems to care that Republicans are being attacked. And that bothers me because President Biden's put a big target, a big bullseye on every conservative out there. Um, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have with us Pat Harrigan, who is running for Congress in North Carolina's 14th Congressional District. And Pat, um, again, thank God your family is okay. Somebody fired a bullet into the family home. So first, welcome. Tell us what happened. Todd, thanks so much for having me this morning. Look, <clears throat> this all started after I won the primary and my opponents started lying about me. And this is not just ordinary lies. I'll give you an example. I'm in the defense industry. Uh, a couple of my companies make small arms. And my opponent says that I have profited from the deaths of children. Reprehensible lies like that. That started kind of a cascade of events and consequences for me and my family's security. It started in the summer with a credible death threat that we received. My opponent then had the brilliant idea to actually shoot an ad at one of my homes up in Hickory, North Carolina, out in front of it. Uh, he has filed a complaint against me with pictures of my kids. Uh, and then just a couple weeks ago, as my parents were sitting watching television at 11 o'clock at night, a bullet ripped through the, um, a window of their home. They were watching my children that night, and my kids were 20 feet away from where that bullet impacted. I mean, this this has gotten to a level of ridiculousness, and it's it's unbelievably frustrating. Pat, I'm curious, how old are your kids? My kids are three and five, two little girls. My goodness. Did they have any idea what was going on, um, and how are they doing? You know, they're great. Their names are Reagan and McKinley, so uh, they're, they're good, solid Republicans. They, they are not cowering to this gunfire. 
nor nor am I. But you know what? The the most important thing was that everybody was safe and is safe. But I, you know, as a candidate, you have no recourse. You are on your own when it comes to your protection. So I've had to send my entire family, my extended family, my wife, my kids out of state uh, for the duration of this election. It just should not be that way. What? So they're what in hiding for for a congressional race? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we don't know what we're dealing with. And that's part of the problem is we have many more questions right now than we have answers. And look, the men and women in blue from the local, state and federal levels are all on this. They're doing everything that they can to ensure the safety and security of me and my family and to also get to the bottom of this and hold the person who's responsible accountable. Uh, but there's just not a lot of answers right now. It's concerning that it's happening at, again, the 14th Congressional District race uh, in Germantown, Tennessee. I know that a conservative school board uh, a member, or she's running for the school board, she's a conservative, has been the subject of a number of, of attacks, nothing rising to this level. But, Pan, I'm curious, what's going on here? I mean, you're you're a young guy, and this cannot be politics in America. No, it shouldn't be politics in America. We deserve much better than this. America deserves much better than this. And look, this is the price that you pay for politicians taking cheap shots, lying in order to score political points. I mean, my opponent has literally sacrificed the safety and security of my family on the altar of scoring political points. Politicians all over the country need to condemn the violent environment that all of this divisive, and demonizing rhetoric causes. And the only reason that they're doing it is because they're trying to distract from the things that they don't want to talk about, which aren't good for them. They don't want to talk about the economy. They don't want to talk about inflation. They certainly don't want to talk about ridiculous crime going on on our city streets. They don't want to talk about how our kids are getting declining educational outcomes at school. They certainly don't want to talk about the issue of the southern border. And so they will literally do and manufacture anything to not talk about those things that people actually want to hear about and want solutions in this particular election. So this Democrat you're running against, State Senator Jeff Jackson, has he apologized? So he has condemned the shot itself, and I reject that. Jeff Jackson needs to condemn his entire campaign strategy and the approach that has left open the potential for political violence and extremism to capitalize on his rhetoric. But I'm going to tell you something right now. He's not going to do it, and he hasn't done it, because he is willing to do anything to avoid talking about inflation. He won't do it, because then he'll have to start talking about the issues that really matter. Wow. Well, Pat, we're, we're glad your family's okay. And uh, this, you know, I'm glad you came forward with the story because people need to know what's going on out there. And it's just ironic that here you have the Biden, President Biden, you know, putting a target on every single conservative in the nation while at the same time saying Democrats are the ones who are the, the true victims of this kind of hate. Look, this is a national problem. And it, it's not just a red problem. It's not just a blue problem. This is a problem that we have because our society is so divided and so emotional. And our politics has become so divisive. We need to lower the temperature all across the country. And, and in, in races where politicians have used very poor judgment and upped the rhetoric in order to score political points, I sure hope that the constituencies across their districts hold them accountable 
uh, for their reprehensible actions. All right, Pat, we're going to leave it there. Good luck to you, and uh, we look forward to calling you Congressman Harrigan tomorrow evening. Good luck to you, sir. Thanks so much, Todd. Take care. All right, Pat Harrigan, everybody. And that's just despicable. I had not heard that component. And the the breaking news is that Mr. Harrigan has had to send his family out of the state for their safety after somebody fired a gunshot into the family home. Real quick, I want to go to Gwen in Georgia. She's concerned about the violence. Uh, Gwen, what say you? This morning there was an announcement on the radio, um, and they were talking about, and I'm assuming the same Warning is being used throughout the U.S. about the possibility of violence following the elections. And my concern is exactly that. Would a vulnerable state like um, Georgia be allowed to request protection with our um, coast well, I think um, the National Guard would. Yes, I, yeah, the I, National Guard. Yeah, I think your governor there, Brian Kemp, would definitely do that. I don't think he's going to mess around, you know, when it comes to protecting the citizens of Georgia. Right. When. We have large cities and we have agricultural areas beyond the cities. And I feel like if that were even announced early on so that people knew there would be consequences in this state for the actions that people take deliberately. That is a it's a fair concern, Gwen. I this will be interesting. It it really depends on how massive of a win the Republicans are going to have. Uh, you you hear the Democrats arguing about election deniers. I suspect we're going to see a lot of those election deniers coming out of the woodwork if the Democrats lose in landslide losses. Hey, Gwen, thank you for that call, folks. We've got to take a break. ToddStearns.com, our website. We'll be right back, America. Our live election coverage, we're doing, we're, we're just, we're, we're going full bore here, folks. It is going to be so incredible. We have lined up six hours of live political coverage. It kicks off tomorrow, 7 o'clock Eastern, and you'll be able to watch us on all of our social media platforms, Rumble, Getter, YouTube, you name it. You'll also be able to watch us uh, on um, ToddSterns.com. And uh, listen to us on the radio. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one of our great analysts that we're going to have, a good friend of this program, she hosts a, a, just a tremendous podcast, The Trish Regan Show. Well, I kind of gave it away on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Trish Regan. Hello. Good to talk to you. The stu- we should have had the studio audience applaud, Trish. But, uh, you know, we're, <laughs> we gave them the day off. They're going to be busy tomorrow. Oh, wait a second. They're back, Trish. Trish, how are you doing? By it's been a while. Are you doing good? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yes, we have a, a very warm uh, New England happening right now. So it's uh, probably warmer than it is uh, in Memphis. I wouldn't even be surprised. Uh, I No doubt about that. Uh, yeah, we're having kind of a weird autumn as well. East Tennessee, it's beautiful. You know, the leaves changing and everything. Here in Memphis, everything's dead now. So uh, oh. it is what it is. 
Talking no. about the leaves. Uh, hey, Trish, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about what's what's about to happen tomorrow. Uh, the the polls are tightening up, and I think the big challenge is going to be that all of the battleground states that will determine the majority in the Senate are pretty darn close. Sure. No, I, I think um, you know you're looking at the market today, seeing some up recent upside of seven stone market. And there's some belief among many investors that it's because of the increasing chances of a GOP Senate, right? Because things are very tight, obviously, but I think all the polls have shown us that increasingly the rights odds of actually succeeding there and getting the majority in the Senate, uh, of course, have increased. And that is creating some optimism only in that, and it's not, you know, like it's not going to solve anything overnight, but I think that people are a little relieved with the expectation that taxes won't go up as much as they might if the, the left were to get a hold of things. So that's one indicator. I mean, I think it's still pretty tough, Todd. I mean, I, I grew up in the Granite State in New Hampshire, and we're seeing Okay, let's, yeah, sorry. Guys, we're going to put Trish on hold here, and let's try to get that phone signal worked out. Folks, sorry about that. Uh, but we had Trish Regan on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. TrishIntel.com is her um, is her website. Again, TrishIntel.com. And you got to get yourself a copy of that uh, awesome podcast that Trish hosts, uh, The Trish Regan Show. 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones. Bobby in North Carolina on the talk station. Bobby, welcome. What's on your mind? Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. Uh, love your show. Thank you. You know, um, all of the things going on around the election uh, with Trump and DeSantis and all this, but the elephant in the room to me that nobody has even mentioned is actually verifying the vote count particularly in Georgia, some of these places where questions arose. I have not heard a word about that from either side. Have you? Yeah, well, there's a good reason why. And I, I think one of the one of the big problems in 2020, Bobby, is that you actually had people out there saying, don't go and vote. And that was specifically in connection to that Georgia, that Georgia Senate race. And and honestly, the reason why you had Raphael was it Raphael Warnock or uh, the other guy? Uh, it doesn't really matter. The problem was that people stayed home. Republicans stayed home because they didn't trust their votes were going to count. So I think Bobby, it's um, it's pretty intentional right now. We just got to get people out to vote, then deal with the aftermath if there is an aftermath to deal with. Well, maybe I need to clarify this: the actual counting of the vote to be sure that the votes. Were done in a proper manner, so on and so forth. When yeah, questions arose during the last. One. And I, you I know, haven't, haven't heard anything to say that yes, your vote's going to count. And yeah, you know, I, I think in, unusual or out well, of the way is going to happen. Bobby, I think in Georgia they've done a pretty darn good job of fixing all the problems. That doesn't mean there are not other problems out there. Indiana, Hamilton County, the sheriff's department—they've arrested a poll worker. Um, because the poll worker w- was uh, pre-selecting straight Democrat tickets on the voting machines and calling Republicans racist. So they got that guy. But the question is, Bobby, how many other guys like that are there out there? And we know they're they're out there. We just don't know how many at this point. Yeah, I've, I've read excerpts from 2,000 Mules, and it gives me calls. So. Well, Anyway, and it should, and it should, and look, I, I think that if if we go into tomorrow, 
and you're going to find out that the Democrats win the House and the Senate, I think at that point you're going to have the Republicans marching in the streets. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, I appreciate your help on that. All right, Bobby. Appreciate it. Look, it's a valid concern. Bobby raises a valid concern, everybody. But the, right now, we got to get out the vote. There's no – look, if your state hasn't already fixed what was broken in 2020, then it's too late now. They're not going to be able to fix it within, what, less than 24 hours. So our job now is to get out the vote and vote in numbers that are so great that there are not enough dead people in the Chicago cemeteries to fix this election. Let's go to Anna in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Hi, Anna, what's on your mind? Hey, guys, I'm going into this with uh, very cautious expectations because after 20 and then viewing, like this other gentleman said, uh, 2,000 meals and then the Hunter Biden uh, documentary, who is Hunter Biden, it was just way past what I thought, what I expected there. And I think it has a negative, a very adverse effect on the way people think uh, about this. I mean, they it can't be just the Republicans that know about this kind of mess. It's got to be everybody. They must know that this is just completely out of control. And I have never seen, I'm 71 years old, and I've been voting a long time, and I have never seen anything this divisive. But more importantly, the politics has gotten so criminal. And we really need to start turning our hearts around and our thinking around about who we're going to elect as statesmen, not just politicians. Politicians like a, um, you know, cheap shot. But when you're talking about statesmen that are educated and they know how this country works and they acknowledge that we have a constitution, that makes a whole big difference. But we've got a lot of people out there. I don't know. I really don't know what to expect. I'm hoping that um, we elect people who are accountable uh, to the rest of us. Anna, here's the challenge, and and when you, again, polls give us some indication, some guidance, and again, I'm I'm predicting that we're going to retake both the House and the Senate here, but you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you're looking at 10 Senate races that by all indications from the pollsters are just too close to call. I mean, we're talking th- that those are huge. You know, you've just expanded your battleground states. Uh, and I'm going to run through these th- these states here. You've got Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Nevada, Georgia, Colorado, Arizona, Washington State even now is up for grabs and Wisconsin. So so, Anna, I'm my thinking here is that places like Washington State, places like um, Nevada and New Hampshire, those would typically skew Democrat. The fact those are up for grabs tells me that the that the Republicans are in a good spot here. Look at some of the other states where you have Democrats that are on the ballot as incumbents, and even those races are super tight. That, again, tells me the Republicans should have the upper hand and the advantage there. But to your point, um, yeah, you can feel great, but you gotta you got to be cautious as well, Anna. That's right, and you know, I would I would hope 
that, you know, there's been a lot of damage done in the last two years, so much damage. And it's going to take the Republicans some time to be able to react to some of this stuff and to uh, to cure it. It's going to take a long time. It's not going to happen in a day or a week or a month. It's going to take a long time. But would they need us to back them? But they need to back us. Those representatives need to understand where they stand. And they represent the United States, the people of the United States, not the other way around. And it's uh, a, it's you know, a between- <laughs> It's a great point you raise, Anna. And to that point, I, I was just glancing at the Fox News uh, power polls. Uh, they're giving they're giving Brian Kemp the advantage there in the gubernatorial race. But right now, they're calling the Georgia Senate race a toss up. Uh, and the latest numbers, it's pretty much a statistical tie, which it, it's it's shocking to me. But um, that tells me that hopefully a lot of Republicans have not been answering the phones, have refused to take part in the polling data. And uh, you folks in Georgia got a got a big job ahead of you tomorrow. We certainly do. And by the grace of God, we're going to get through this. But thanks, Todd. Have All a right. Good day. Anna, good luck. You let us know how things go. And uh, folks, we're going to be we're going to be opening up our phone lines all week for you so that you can weigh in on what's happening um, and what happened on Election Day. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Do you share Anna's concerns? Are you feeling good about tomorrow? Look, folks, I think that the Republicans are in a good spot here. I will say this, two words of caution, and it happened yesterday. When you had Ronna McDaniel coming out and saying if Republicans win the Senate and the House, that the message that we're sending is that we want the Republicans to work with Biden. Is that the message? Let's let's take a listen here. Cut 10. We need a president that's going to work across the aisle. None of this happens unless both parties are working together. So if we win back the House and the Senate, it's the American people saying to Joe Biden, we want you to work on behalf of us and we want you to work across the aisle and solve the problems that we are dealing with. Bill Clinton did that, right? After 94, when he lost those midterms, he came across and said, let's work together. It'd be interesting to see if President Biden does. Hmm. That's Ronna McDaniel, the chair of the RNC. And I, and I want to be very respectful here. Uh, but may I just ask a question? What the heck is she smoking? We want, we, want, we want to send Republicans to control Congress so we can work with, with Joe Biden? No, we want to stop Joe Biden. We want to stop the agenda. You see, folks, this is the kind of thinking that gets Republicans in trouble. And the fact that she would say something like this just days before the election, two days before the election, she's got to be smoking something. And then you got Kevin McCarthy out there yesterday on the Sunday shows saying that, you know what? Yeah, we don't see any reason to impeach Joe Biden. One thing I've always known about the land of America, it's the rule of law. And we will hold the rule of law, and we won't play politics with this. We'll never use impeachment for political purposes. That doesn't mean if something rises to the occasion, it would not be used at any other time. It wouldn't matter if it's a Republican or Democrat. But the idea of what the Democrats have done, what Adam Schiff did to this nation, is treacherously. To lie to the nation and put us through this time and again when he knew where this origins created from, 
We're better than all that. We need to make sure we get our nation back on track. And that's what the commitment to America does. Okay, let me let me just explain this for, for all of us here. Kevin McCarthy is off his rocker. Joe Biden, he doesn't know of anything that Joe Biden's done that qualifies for impeachment. We can start with the open border. He failed his oath of office. He betrayed his oath of office to protect the nation from all enemies, foreign and domestic. There, There is a laundry list of things that Joe Biden has done that qualify for impeachment. Now, folks, again, this is not helpful when you have Republican leadership out there saying the first thing they're going to do is wave the white flag of surrender at the Democrats and Joe Biden. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. I read a a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's voting against their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do they so want do we love it in the hands of Do we love tail? democracy or not? Because just saying that it's, it's insulting to the voter. All right, that was one of the squawking magpies over at uh, The View, Sonny Hostin calling all of you white Republican women a bunch of cockroaches. And, you know, it's it's interesting. When you look at conservative white women and conservative black men, I can't think of two demographics that have been attacked more viciously by the mainstream media and by the Democrats. As a matter of fact, there is there is a belief right now, and this is emanating from Stacey Abrams, that all of you black men out there who are voting for conservatives, voting Republican, that you are just the victims of misinformation, that you can't really think for yourself. And people wonder why black men are not voting for Stacey Abrams. It's because of that sort of mentality. Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. LaShawn is listening to us uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, KWAM, our great affiliate there. Hey, LaShawn, what's on your mind? Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. I haven't heard from you a while. I've been very busy, so I'm going to go back on. But it, it, it don't make no sense how these Republicans are so scared to fight. I mean, I, just, I heard I heard, uh, heard you played the McCarthy and the chair lady from uh, RNC. Are y'all still scared of uh, the woke council? You about to uh, hopefully get the majority of uh, the House and Senate, and you guys are scared to say, scared to impeach uh, the guy? Come on. It's bad enough y'all still haven't played that certain video where everybody's scared to play now. <laughs> scared to play but you still have no balls to say hey you know there's something wrong you know joe biden's son son is gonna do anything you know broke the law and joe biden broke the law but you're gonna say well we're just gonna work together off come really yeah LaShawn. i mean you got to give it to the democrats when they win the majorities they plow through uh they deliver and i'm expecting the exact same thing if we give the republicans a majority in congress yeah, yeah, a good slap in the face. That's, that's going to happen. I mean, I don't think 
Marshall Green and all the other guys going to sit there and tell McCarthy, you're not going to do this. Come on, seriously. LaShawn, well, we've got about 20 seconds, and I want to ask you a question because now you've got yeah. Stacey Abrams out there saying all you black men that would support Republicans, that you guys are just victims of misinformation. How do you respond to stuff like that? Well, as a black person, I can say it is. Where have she done black for black for black people? That's, a, it's a, it's, that's an easy answer right there. Show me your list. Where, where, where have you done to help black men? So if you can explain that right there, you know, we, we figure out what the rest. But until then, I don't see anything. It's all, all right. Good it's, stuff. LaShawn, well, hate to do this, my friend, but we've, uh, we're coming up on the top of the hour. The computer's going to cut us off. But you give us a holler back. And LaShawn raises a great question. Why are Republicans? They get a little bit, uh, they get a little bit squiggly after they win the majorities. Hey, got to take a break here. We've got David Kostoff, Senator Lindsey Graham, coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. You know, Grace Baker, what really... You, you try to get your your life done during the commercial breaks. Uh, that's pretty much how it works when you're hosting a national radio show. So I've been on hold with the car dealership. You know, the Cadillac got broken into. Oh, yeah. So we were victims of crime. Terrible. I know. And I asked the Cadillac dealership, is there something we can put on the car that could, like, you know, tase people or, you know, bear spray the attackers? Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, duct tape. You're talking about self-defense. Yeah. Well, car self-defense. Yeah. So anyway, they say, Mr. Starnes, the car is going to be ready at 9 o'clock, right? So okay. here we are. So here we are. It's what two o'clock Eastern, and the car is still not ready. Yeah, because I get into work this morning. There, there you are in your office, but your car isn't in the lot. I said, "How'd you get you yeah. get here?" You said you walked. I said, "Todd, so, I would have picked you up." Anyway, I've got a big Republican event. I've got to be at. Oh, that's true. At um, later on this afternoon in Memphis, and yes. I'm trying to figure out. I may have to hitchhike. I'll admit, we'll work it out. You know, David Kustoff, Congressman Kustoff, he's a generous soul. I know he's on this bus tour. Maybe they could swing by and pick me up. Uh, the congressman on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Congressman, can I hitch a ride? Todd, I'll be your Uber driver. I li- I'm happy I'm happy to do whatever you need me to don't, do. Don't pull a Ben Sass now. You know, that's what he used to do back in the day. <laughs> well, well. We would do, we would do it the right way. You know, you actually, I think you would have had a really good time on our on our bus trip. It looked like you guys were having a blast there. I saw the. Uh, I didn't get a chance to say hello, but I, I saw you at the event in Collierville, uh, Tennessee, uh, Saturday night. You guys uh, made a late night uh, pit stop. It really was, and there, there's just a lot of energy. I mean, we're you know we're driving around the western part of Tennessee, and I think that I talked to my colleagues around the country. They can feel that same energy and enthusiasm you know all we want to do is have people go out and vote and, and exercise their right uh, their right to vote and and we're seeing that we're seeing that in terms of crowds we're th- seeing that in terms of enthusiasm but as you know you have to run through the tape we have one more day of, of voting and that's tomorrow the actual election day and you don't leave anything on the table 
No, it's a good point, and, and you certainly have not. Uh, you have been out campaigning in just about every town uh, in in the district. It's been incredibly impressive. And uh, we were we were giving our listeners a bit of history. I mean, this could end up shaping to be another 1928 election cycle for the Republicans, where uh, back in 1928, Republicans had a 32 point or 32 a seat lead in the House of Representatives. I mean, this could be huge for the Republican Party. You know, we're uh, we're on the cusp of cusp of it, and like I said, it it, it feels good. Um, the enthusiasm is certainly there. I think that. That uh, if we could get to you know around um, 30, 35 seats, thirty six seats, something like that, to your point, would be the largest majority that we've had in ninety years on the Republican side. Um, you know, conservatively, I feel good about fifteen to to twenty seats, but the the potential is there. And, and you know, I look at things right before we uh, right before we came on. I was looking at a story that had posted on the. Wall Street Journal website headline is GOP gaining support among black and Latino voters. And and that's true. And especially I look at some of our candidates nationwide who are Latino. We elected a fair number in 2020 and in special elections with Maya, Maya Flores. We've got a number of, of, of minority candidates and Latino candidates who are running on the Republican side who are espousing the same conservative values that we talk about every day. So it's not uh, it's it's not one it's not one sided. It's not monolithic. Um, we are all talking about the issues that that people are concerned about: the inflation, the economy, crime, and the border. I mean, those are the those are the top issues. That, that's that's what people that's what people want to see solutions about, and they they certainly haven't seen it over these past two years under the realm of. Pelosi and Schumer and Biden. Uh, I want to go back to that Wall Street Journal poll that you were talking about. And uh, when you go back to the 2018 midterm elections, GOP candidates had about 8% of support from black voters. Um, Among Latinos, Democrats had a 31% lead in support over Republicans. Today, it's 17% of black voters say they support Republicans. Democrats uh, they lead their lead among Latinos has shrunk to just five points. We just had a caller from Memphis, Tennessee, Congressman LaShawn from Memphis, uh, a black gentleman. And he said that the question very clearly is, what have you done for black voters? And I think that was the question that President Trump offered back when he ran the first go around to black voters. What do you have to lose? Give Republicans a shot. And uh, I'm excited to see that the Republican Party is becoming that Reagan big tent party. Absolutely. You know, I think about Todd, you know, President Trump really did a really good job in in terms of his appointments as cabinet officials. Um, ben, uh, uh, ben Carson, when he was secretary of HUD, came to came to our area, Memphis, at least one time touting something that we had passed several years prior, the opportunity zones to give depressed areas the um the, the opportunity to to grow to give them certain uh, tax incentives to do that, and there's an area that you know, Todd, and uh, around downtown Midtown Memphis that is being transformed around Union Avenue. It hit a stall because of because of COVID, things like that that wouldn't have happened uh, without opportunity zones that were championed by people like Ben Carson and in the United States Senate 
by Tim Scott. So we are we are the party. The Republican Party is the party of opportunity for everybody. And I think we're going to see more of that after the results come in tomorrow evening. Congressman David Kostoff from the 8th Congressional District in Tennessee, my congressman, uh, joins us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. You know, Congressman, it's been so encouraging to hear people from other states, uh, Oregon, for example, where they're on the cusp of electing their first Republican governor in, what, 40 years. It seems as though people have said, we're tired of the crime, we're tired of the inflation, we're tired of the open borders, we want change. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, Todd. And I you know, I go back to a year ago when, when Governor Yunkin was elected and Virginia, which had been very, very blue, uh, the Democrats neglected the core issues that people were concerned about. And, and that state at that time, particularly education, uh, Virginia read the, read the tea leaves and they elected a Republican governor, Republican lieutenant governor, Republican attorney general. We almost a year ago believe it, people know we won almost won the the uh, New Jersey governor's race in a very blue state. I think we had that truck driver that knocked off the powerful state Senate leader in New Jersey. And you look at states now like Rhode Island. Now, you're a, you're a student of history. I, it's been a long time since we've elected a congressional representative from Rhode Island on the Republican side. We're going to do that uh, for tomorrow with, with Alan Fung, who's a former former mayor in Rhode Island, in Connecticut, another state where it's been a long time, a blue state. We're going to elect a a new congressman in the name of George Logan on the Republican side. You just talked about Oregon, about the governor. I think that we've got the chance to win one and maybe two congressional seats in the state of Oregon. So that tells you that the message is very important. It's, It's listening to the constituents to the people that you want to represent, understanding what their what their concerns are, and offering solutions. Uh, and we're doing that time and time again across the country. Well, the, the thing that uh, voters have to do is get out tomorrow, go and vote, take nothing for granted. We campaign like we're 20 points behind, and I think tomorrow is going to be a great day for America. Congressman, good luck to you out on the campaign trail, and uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, talking to you tomorrow um, as the newly reelected uh, congressman from the great state of Tennessee. Thank you so much, Todd. Thank you for having me on. And anytime you need a ride, you just let me know. Oh, I'm, I've got you on speed dial, Congressman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Congressman David Kostoff slash Uber driver on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, folks, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're expecting Senator Lindsey Graham to phone in uh, from the campaign trail as well. Plus your calls, 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our midterm election coverage on the Todd Starnes radio program. Border to border, coast to coast, across this great nation of ours. And tomorrow, six hours of live election coverage, a special beginning at 7 o'clock Eastern. I want to go right now, though, to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us from the Palmetto State, Senator Lindsey Graham. But I understand you are actually in Atlanta campaigning for Herschel Walker, Senator. I am wearing Georgia football gear, 
I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. That tells you how much I want to win. Did you lose a bet? You know, Senator, I'm a big Tennessee Volunteer <laughs> fan, so I'm in mourning today. <laughs> well, let me tell you, that was a beatdown. But, you know, Herschel has exceeded every expectation, I think, anybody could have had uh, for a first-time candidate. That debate was incredible. Uh, we're going to win, and I want to win without a runoff in tomorrow's big Saint early voting We've done a little better than we thought we would, quite frankly. But for us to win without a runoff, we need a big showing tomorrow. If you want to end the crazy crap of Biden, get out and vote for Herschel tomorrow. Yeah, and Stacey Abrams uh, throwing a lot of mud in recent days just yesterday, going after black male voters. And she's had a big problem with that specific demographic and now saying that any, any black man who votes for Herschel Walker is a victim of misinformation. You know... I guess what I would say to that is it shows you how fearful they are of a Herschel Walker uh, win. The narrative is that all Republicans are racist, is offensive, but it's the mainstream media's um, narrative about who we are as Republicans. And when you get Tim Scott, Herschel Walker, and a bunch of Hispanic women are going to win along the Texas border because the border is broken, it destroys the narrative. And a candidate... With Herschel being senator, it will show a lot of people that this is a diverse country and both parties are open for business when it comes to conservatism, regardless of your background. And she's saying these hateful, mean things because the liberals are losing their grip uh, over minority populations because their policies are hurting African-American families and Hispanic families more than anybody else. When you talk about crime... Most often, the victims of crime are African Americans or people of color, and um, you know, in urban and rural areas. And it's falling on deaf ears. I think you're going to have a big surge among the Hispanic community for Republicans. Biden's agenda is not working for anybody, and Herschel Walker is a transformative figure for conservatism, and they know that. That's why they're so afraid of it. Senator, I'm curious to know what you've been hearing from just regular Joes out there on the campaign trail. I mean, you don't have to be on a bus traveling around the state of Georgia, but you are. And I'm curious to know what you're hearing and why you're out there. Well, number one, I'd like to be chairman. If Herschel wins, we take back the Senate. Uh, If we pick this seat up in Georgia, then I'm confident we're going to have a Senate majority. I really believe that. The road to the majority runs through Georgia. If we take over the Senate, I'm the chairman of the budget committee, not Bernie Sanders. Whether you like me or not, that's a good deal for everybody listening. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, the the ability of the House and the Senate to coordinate an agenda as Republicans really does affect 2024. I just talked to President Trump a few minutes ago. If we have the House and the Senate, we can introduce legislation to become energy independent again. We can introduce legislation to secure the border and make Democrats vote no. We can do a rescission package, cutting hundreds of billions of dollars of wasteful wasteful spending. So that's one of the reasons I'm here. The other reason I'm here is I've come to like Herschel. I mean, you know know why I'm behind Herschel? I don't want to be in front of Herschel. You know, this guy will run you over. He is really smart, very, uh, very sincere about wanting to serve the people of Georgia. I think in Herschel, you find sort of the best of Georgia. And I, I'm just all in for the guy. I think he'll be a great senator. He'll help the Republican Party 
uh, expand conservatism to every corner of the country. And I think he'd do right by the people of Georgia. And number one, he'll stop canceling out my vote. Warnock and Ossoff have canceled out my vote, and I'm tired of it. You know, the water between South Carolina and Georgia can't be that much different. Y'all got y'all got to start drinking South Carolina water here. It's it's <clears> a fair point. Uh, and Senator, our good friend Ralph Reed had me out on the campaign trail, and you're right about that. I I had to follow Herschel Walker after he gave a speech, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I mean, this crowd loves him. Uh, the energy that he generates, and there's just there's a realness to him. Uh, yeah, he's but not. But a, you asked a good right. You asked a good question. Authentic. What do I hear? And I don't mean to interrupt, Todd. I hear two things: hope and fear. Hope yeah. that we can stop it if we win in Georgia. Fear that if we let this keep going, we're gonna we've lost control of our sovereignty at the border. Inflation is rampant. We're dependent on oil and gas being produced uh, by people that hate our guts. A real fear that the American dream is being lost, and some hope that we can turn it around. That's what I hear. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and and Herschel brings that, and and he brings that hope in in his message to the people, and and it's a great thing. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Senator, real quick, on you know, to your point, you do become chairman. What are some of the first things that the Republicans have to do when they retake control of Congress? Address the spending. A rescission package would be taking the budget that exists today and taking money out of the budget, council programs. All of this money that's been appropriated, you know, for COVID that really has got nothing to do with COVID, all these new government programs that are designed to serve liberalism, not the public, to go through that budget and start canceling spending to get us back to a more manageable budget process, secure the border, dare Democrats to vote against border security, do something about fentanyl. And the third thing to me is go all in on energy independence. It's it's a lot, but I have no doubt that you guys are going to get to business. And uh, I'm excited about tomorrow, Senator. Appreciate the great work you're doing. And by the way, you got to tell Herschel, be sure to drop by the Varsity and get you some good food down there in Midtown Atlanta. I tell you, between me and Herschel, we do 1,500 push-ups a day. Oh, gosh. And 2,000 sit-ups. He does them all. I don't do any. But I can show him a thing or two about how to eat onion rings. So That's it. If there were a Heisman Trophy for onion rings, I'd get it. And there's none better than the varsity. That's so true. So vote tomorrow like, you're, like your country depended on it. Vote tomorrow like Georgia needs you, and they do. Senator, we appreciate you, and uh, good luck out there on the campaign trail. Thanks, pal. All right, Senator Lindsey Graham, everybody from South Carolina. And look, it's all hands on deck, and I'm I'm feeling good, and you should too. Uh, that doesn't mean that we got a lot of work still left to do, because we do, but you need to be hopeful that we're going to be able to take back America and stop this radical agenda. All right, ToddStarns.com, ladies and gentlemen, that is our landing page, and you should bookmark that page. Uh, you should also go and check out our free newsletter. If you if you missed any of the great interviews today, and we've had a lot, all you have to do is download our podcast, again, free of charge. We want to give that to you. All right, we're going to take a break, folks. We've got the Trafalgar Group latest polling data coming up next. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show.
only Carrie Lake, but if I was that reporter, the one who uh, just dropped the bombshell on the Pelosi investigation, I'd just say, you know what? My brakes are fine, too, and I'm not feeling suicidal. Just want to throw that out there, America. Uh, what a weird thing. So anyway, the latest news, uh, NBC now is pulling this explosive report. Uh, they, they were saying that Paul Pelosi, actually, when they showed up, that Paul Pelosi was the one who opened the door, and he didn't let on that there was anything wrong, that there was no emergency, and then actually walked back uh, to the guy who would eventually beat him over the head with the hammer. NBC News clearly was reading from some sort of an official report just based on the language that they used, but now they're backing off of it. They're saying the report did not meet their reporting standards. I will say this. The police were saying that they didn't realize whose home they were going to, but when you actually look at the um, at the video footage from the Capitol Police, there were at least a dozen police cars out there. So I'm not sure I believe that. A lot of questions that need to be answered there. All right, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, by the way, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. Honored to have with us the Dean of the School of Business at Liberty University, uh, Dave Brandt. Uh, Dave, good to have you with us today. Always good to be on your show, Todd. Hey, Dave, before we jump into the midterms, uh, there is a big dust-up on Twitter right now. Uh, turns out a lot of these companies are are jumping ship, and they're putting a pause on their advertising. And Elon Musk says, I don't know why, because we haven't changed a single thing on the platform yet. Well, that's related to midterms. Uh, there's this thing in, in our society called a social contract, and you're, you're supposed to follow the rule of law and good business practice and all that. And the business elites uh, have gotten carried away with ESG and political correctness and everything about what's happening now. And so I'm sure Elon's in for a shocker. He knew it's coming. And so we'll see how it plays out because the consumer can also react against what the firm behavior is. And so we'll see. And and that was evident when all the big box stores pulled Mike Lindell's products. And a lot of those companies yep. are still struggling as a result of, um, of, of that decision. Is that something you guys talk about? And, you know, in the school of business, uh, raising up that next generation of, of business leaders uh, in America. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we try to live out biblical Christianity. And so that, covers every facet of business uh, in every class we teach we we try to do our best to bring the christian vision to bear on marketing accounting computer science economics uh, government everything and so uh the, the problem is that there's not enough of us right the, the rest of the country and we'll see right i i think there's more than a red versus blue uh, contest coming up. I think we have an American uh, realignment in uh, in in politics coming up here. This is going to be big. What do you mean and, by that? Uh, then firms might catch a little uh, information through the price system. What do you mean by that? A uh, political realignment? Yeah, I, I I just think. I mean, you just look at the suburbs, right? Uh, back in twenty twenty, uh, the Republicans got hit by the uh, by the suburbs. Uh, the Hispanics were starting to move our way. African American inner city uh, starting to move our way. Now there's massive movement toward uh, the Republicans, but not because they're Republicans. It's a reaction against the craziness of millions coming across the border, uh, and then 
homeschool moms uh, being arrested by the Justice Department, calling them in on paper uh, domestic terrorists. This is for real, right? I mean, you can't make this up. And then we have uh, drag queens uh, promoted in schools. And this is this is not a hype line either, right? This is the, the, the governor and the attorney general of Michigan in writing. And we're giving grants for drag queens to go to Ecuador or some of these countries, right, and through the U.S. State Department. And so this is not like out of bounds by a little bit. This is like uh, never been known to any culture or civilization uh, in the West or East that anyone knows of except in the past three years. And uh, everyone's scratching their heads saying uh, this is all new. Where did it come from? And it's aligned with Marxist thinking, right, which is an attack on God, country, family. It can stand no competitors uh, to the centralized power of the state. And any other thing that's a competitor to that, right, the family structure, uh, and, and people say, Dave, you're kind of exaggerating. Well, no, look at China's family structure, right? They're going to fall apart as a nation over the next several years because of their one-child policy, right? So this is not like make-believe. All those policies are coming to fruition. They're heading here. And I think the American culture, the American people, uh, irrespective of, of party, are going to realign and say, absolutely no. We, we do share uh, the heritage of the Judeo-Christian West uh, constitutional government. We, we like this thing called business. It turns out it's very good for all of us. Uh, just to return to common sense. And uh, yeah, I'm working on a new book, and and I was writing about that idea that this this election it just feels different. It, it I, I yeah. know that the media is covering it from a Republican versus Democrat, but I don't think that's what's going on here. And and I think we're going to see a lot of people who are uh, maybe independents, even some Democrats, are going to switch over and vote Republican only because of the policies and the ideas. This idea that we are America. Um, going back to the pandemic, Dave. You saw what I thought. I truly believe the pandemic was a test, an experiment to see how yep. much the people would be willing to give up. And when they shut yep. down the churches, that raised that set off my alarm bells because that's what they do in the socialist countries. Yep. No, that's right. I highly encourage everyone listening to go read the last few chapters of the real Anthony uh, Anthony Fauci by uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. I, I skipped the Fauci piece because I'm just sick of it. I, you know, the first eight chapters, but I think it's chapters nine to the end connects the Rockefeller Foundation to the Gates Foundation to the virus stuff. And as you said, when you're done reading those chapters, I mean, it's it's not even a mystery anymore. It's just big money. They, they go into Africa, for example, who I'm trying to help out, and I'm friends with a, a bunch of friends at Liberty and, and across African countries. We just had a CEO summit at Liberty. And uh, the Gates Foundation goes in there and gets Oh, it puts all of its influence and $50 billion worth of stuff that sounds good on, on virology. And they get rid of their emphasis on public health and clean water. Well, guess what happens when you do that? And then that's the first $50 billion that looks good. But then the hundreds of billions follow behind it in the, in the form of big pharma. And that's what happens here. And now a couple weeks ago, the head of Pfizer says, well, you know, we were kind of wrong on everything we said about the jab and all that. Right. And so, and, now uh, the, the leftist magazine that starts all the trends, uh, Vanity Fair, I think, came out and said, yeah, we got we to gotta just, you know, have, I don't know what the secular term for grace is, but a, a redo. We got to just forget all this blame. That a mulligan? Have, uh, yeah. 
Right, right. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> Dave, it's interesting you brought up Rockefeller. Um, I, years ago, I read uh, the a biography on J.D. Rockefeller. I had no idea. He was a, he was a devout Christian man. And yep. he was he gave millions of dollars to churches to start Sunday schools. Um, he was you know starting libraries, you name it. Uh, and and it's really sad to see again how a Christian businessman should conduct himself, and then to see the legacy being used to promote these this leftist ideology. Yeah, yeah. I used to teach at a small liberal arts school, and one of the guys Dupont or one of those guys came around with a huge pot of money. And if you would give up your religious affiliation, they would give you the $100 million building. Wow. And if you wouldn't, you got the $10 million uh, postal post office or something. I don't know, whatever they give you. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the attack on Judeo-Christian principles without a replacement, right? That's the key problem. In, in, in intellectual life, uh, you welcome the dialogue, right? But before you reject uh, one tradition, what's yours, right? What's your ethical system that's worked for thousands of years in, in a civilization? Uh, we don't have one. Oops. Right? So uh, we're, we're, we're facing some huge uh, decisions as a country, and I think the American people are going to do the right thing. Dave Brandt, who is the dean of the School of Business at Liberty University on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Dave, let's talk real quick about midterms. Um, it's certainly looking good for Republicans. What What's your prediction for Election Day? I don't know. I really don't follow a whole lot of it. I, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, probably a pickup of 35 in the House and a couple, two or three in the Senate. And uh, that would be uh, that would be a, a staggering outcome if that happens. There are some people that think less, some people think more, but that's, I'm kind of in the middle. What do you think the What do you think the, the 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 Republicans are going to do if, in fact, they were able to retake the House and the Senate? You think they're going to go after Biden? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that on the Judiciary Committee, and there'll be some noise on that. Uh, but but the, the real substantive thing to watch will be just in the lame duck, right? Uh, if, say, the Republicans win, right if they win, uh, my guess is, and the White House is already talking to Senate Democrats uh, to break the uh, bust-up-the-debt ceiling increase and do their last uh march through k street right asking for another couple trillion dollars and they need 12 uh senate republicans to go with and that right there will signal the next two to four years it, right if if the republicans go along with another several trillion dollar deficit uh at the new five percent interest rate due to inflation and the incompetence of the federal reserve uh then you know what you're going to get which is nothing Right. If they stand strong on that and, and they can attach uh, a few conditions even on a debt ceiling increase vote. Right. Like uh, maybe shutting down uh, part of the border, uh, illegal crossings, uh, the Justice Department abuse of civil liberties. These kind of things are very serious that uh, if, the, if the Republicans are serious, uh, they would demand a two or three of these major league concessions uh, for a, a debate on how much uh, the debt ceiling should be. All right, Dave, we're going to leave it there. And we've, I know we've got Andy Biggs coming up a little bit later. He's going to be talking uh, about this 1,000-page report that just came out uh, from House Judiciary. Uh, they've got a lot of concerns about how so many government agencies have been weaponized, and um, yeah. we we got to get a handle on that. 
Well, Dave, we appreciate your great work and uh, raising up that next generation of Christian business leaders in America. You guys are killing it, crushing it over at Liberty. Yeah, well, God bless you for what you do every day. And say hey to Brother Bakes. He's one of my best friends up there. I'll do it, Dave. All right, everybody. Dave Bratt from Liberty University on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. All right, we got to take a break. We're going right to the phones. By the way, it is Friday, open line Friday. So if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, you don't have to be on topic today. You can give us a call at 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. You heard Dave on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. And they have great plans to fit any budget. If you are a business owner, maybe you are a family man or a family lady, uh, we've got plans for you as well. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Check out all of their great plans. It can fit any budget. If you're a veteran or a first responder, they've got great discounts for you. Everybody who uses my promo code, Todd, they're going to give you free premier activation and a free gift at patriotmobile.com slash Todd. All right, uh, some news out of Georgia. Turns out a top Democrat is now endorsing Brian Kemp instead of Stacey Abrams. Kwanzaa Hall was the former Democrat candidate for lieutenant governor and uh, says that he's going to be backing uh, Brian Kemp, says he's a good guy. So there you go. Uh, 844-747-8868, that's our telephone number. Let's go to Georgia. Carol on the line. Hi, Carol. What you want to talk about today? Yes. Um, you were talking earlier about the presidential, the next presidential election, and that Donald Trump may be running, and he may make that announcement on the 14th of November. I totally am glad about that, but wondering, with the way the Democrats interfered the first time, is that going to be a repeat performance? Well, it, it probably will be, Carol, but, but at least now we know it's all out in the, in, the, in the open, and it's all public. So if they do try something, I think the average American at this point is going to see through that. Uh, the other thing here is that the, the Justice Department could very well come out and say, well, we're indicting, you know, you know we're going to indict Trump. He's, they're the, he, these are the charges. That's a possibility. Oh, man, I just... You know, when are people going to wake up that the, the country was in great shape under Donald Trump? And, you know, my husband always says when he speaks to a Democrat, tell me one bad thing that Trump did for this country. They cannot. They cannot say one bad thing about the economy and everything that, that he did for this country. So, you know, I don't get it. I really don't. It's look. It's a fair thing you just said, Carol, and and I think that Doctor Bratt from Liberty University said it best. This is really not about politics. This is about who we are, the heart and soul of who we are as a country. And you've got a people. You've got a group of people that want to stop that, and they want to they want to usher in an age of socialism and communism in this country. And that right now, those people control the Democrat Party. Those are the people that are controlling the Democrats right now. Well, and if you remember, during that time back when uh, 
Hillary Clinton called us deplorables. Oh, my God, let's turn it around. You know, the Democrat Party is the deplorable people. You know, they're the ones that are against everything that this country has ever stood for. It's true. And I just hope that this upcoming election will turn the tide, and then the next presidential election, we we will have woken up. Carol, appreciate the call. You're right on the money. Let's go to Memphis, Tennessee. Jim on KWAM Radio. Hi, Jim. What say you? Well, I am on my way back to California because I'm looking at moving to Tennessee over by Johnson City. We've been there and looked around, and the facilities will work for us there with the VA and my medical needs. But... I had a comment to share about that guy that said ministers shouldn't be, or religious people shouldn't be involved in politics. Yes. If he knew anything about the signers of the Constitution, over half of them were prominent ministers. Back that signed the Constitution. And I learned this from the wall builders out of Texas. Well, David Barton's a good friend of this program, Jim, and we love David and the great work they do educating the the nation on the true founding of our country. And their material is excellent, and this guy would get a totally different perspective of uh, how how we should be, religious people should be involved in the politics. Uh, Jim, I I love it, and look, we I want to wish you a safe trip and a safe journey, and welcome to Tennessee. It's a, it's a great place to live. Uh, we just ask that people keep their liberal politics back in California. But oh no, I, well, like the people I met that are uh, when I was in the motel the other morning. This lady says I moved out here from California, and she says I'm a conservative out of Orange County and Christian and all that. And I said, yeah, me too. I'm in Los Angeles County. I'm actually in Torrance, California. But Jim, we got to go now. Sorry about that, my friend. They're going to cut us off. But God bless you, and uh, welcome to the Volunteer State. We'll be right back, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.